Welcome to Vision the Visible Podcast. I'm Amber. And my name is Derica. And we're two sisters working in corporate America. We're also independent travel advisors. So Derica, tell us about what Vision the Visible is. Well, everything starts with the mind. Thoughts become visions, visions become dreams, and it takes faith to make those dreams visible. So we're just two girls trying to live out our dreams. Right. With this podcast, we'll be talking about faith, entertainment, travel, entrepreneurship, trending topics, and so much more. So with that being said, let's jump right into this episode. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Vision to Visible Podcast. I'm Amber. And my name is Derica. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to our podcast. Um, we got some exciting show today. Um, we are we took a little break or what have you, right? Yeah, we took a break. We took a little hiatus, and so we're gonna basically we just... had our 10 episodes and then we took a little break, okay? Yeah, we took a little break. Hey. Um, so we're coming back with, um, we're going to cover two episodes in one, in this episode here. So we're going to cover Married at First Sight, um, episode 12 and episode 13, all wrapped up in one. So sit tight guys. But first we're going to tell you guys how our week was, what happened, why we took a break, all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> Jerrica, uh, what did you do on your time off? Well, okay, as as you guys know that we also um are travel advisors, right? So right. we had to go to a trade show to get our like second certification. Yeah. For our um travel credentials. And so we went to Atlanta. Um and uh that was fun. We had to go two days actually to get the credit, right? Right. And so we burn out. Yeah. So <laughs> I had a good time. It was great making connections with people, um, people who have actually, you know, gone to those countries, people who are from those countries, right. where they're presenting in their little vendor booths or whatever um, about different vacation packages or whatnot. So if you guys are, you know, wanting to plan a trip or vacation, don't hesitate to contact myself, you know, Derricka, or you can contact, contact Amber over here. Right. Yes, because we all all about making your vision to visible okay through your travel right and through just anything basically um but yeah we went to the trade show um that was so much fun we actually met two celebrities um that we like yeah we actually met um crystal oh yeah we met we met crystal fox Fox. if you guys don't know that name she was in in the heat of the night a long time ago and she was also in tyler perry's um, the haves and the have-nots, okay? Woo. She played Hannah, Hannah, okay? And so I loved how Hannah used to pray Yes, on that show. You felt, they felt that, you know what I mean? Oh, it's, it's, it, was, Candace, honey. it was like it was for real. Yeah, you know, she, like, I got a praying grandmother. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And she was very sweet. Yes, you know I mean? very she was sweet. You could tell she was trying to be low-key. Right, you know, but um, it was great seeing her. She was very nice. Yes, um, got a picture with her, and we also um spotted, if you guys know the um Olympic uh track star Sonia Richards Ross. Right, we met her mother. We didn't meet her, we met her mother. Mother, and she was talking about all about uh, Jamaica. And her mother, you know, she's also on the show, The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Right, and so we saw her from there. We talked about that. I said I, I, I was a big fan of her. Daughters, of course, I liked her own uh, reality show she had right, with, her, with, her with just her family. Right, and so she was like, "Yeah, people don't really like the, you know, the um positive shows." And I was like, "Well, I really enjoyed her show." But you really think about it, all the positive shows have canceled. Like, you like know, Tia we used to love that. Yeah, Tamara, we love Deion Sanders' show. Yeah, I mean, um, a lot of different shows. Um, what about those people? Holly Robinson Pete family? Yes, they had a show. Um, what was that family that had the cleaning service on you on on the Harpers? Oh, all the, those kids. Yeah, all oh, those um, kids. Yeah, they had a show too. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different shows we loved. That was clean, fun. Even the even the white family, we like it was called. Um, it was like they had all the animals. Oh, our wildlife. Our wildlife. That was a positive show, even though they had With like Nene. Nene. Oh my Nene. god! You know, but it got canceled. It gets always get canceled. I I don't understand why so much. Um. 
Has the Doritos gotten canceled? Not yet. Okay. It, you know what I'm saying? But it, it, it has the recipe for it. Okay. So because we like... It's too so good. If you guys can tell, we like a variety of different TV shows. You don't like a lot of drama. Yeah. We like... But we like all but kinds of But this is the only shows. good show. Like, Man at First Sight is the only quality show that we watch that has lasted, what, 16 seasons. Yeah. This is the great reality TV show. And but they have multiple seasons in one year, though. They do, but I'm just saying it still has, you know, yeah. stood the test of time. All those other pictures we said only had one or two seasons, like the Deion Sanders, you know, like, um, you know, which ones? Uh, T and Tamara, the sister mm-hmm. show. Holly Robinson, uh, Pete. Yeah, Joe, they yeah. only had like one or two seasons. They really don't stay on five years. Like, I mean, you know, so I'm just feel like um, this show, we love the show so much. We know it's not going anywhere. Hopefully not. So we're going to get right into these episodes so we don't want to waste too much time, but we don't want to do, we're not going to do Pillow Up Above You. We got to jump right into these two episodes, Jam Pack. Oh, this past weekend, though. What did we do? Because, okay, you guys, we kind of jam packed two weeks into this one episode. Oh, yeah, that was the other week. Okay, yeah. so this past weekend, we went to see John Wick Oh, yeah. Four. Woo. Great movie, guys. If you guys love action, yes. go see John Wick. Go see it. Um, If you it don't mind John uh, that genre of. Shoot him up, bang, bang. Okay. Okay, shoot him up, bang, 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 okay, bang, Okay, with the bang, knives, bang, bang. everything, like, blind folks, it's, it's, it's too it's much. Giving. It's, yeah. It's giving, it's giving, it's John Wicking, honey. Fight it's, scenes galore. Yes, galore. Okay. And I'm not an action-packed girl, but I love a good John Wick. I love yes. a good, like, Fast and the Fury, even though that's, some people say that's not action-packed, but I think that's action. It's not, a, it's not a rom-com. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love a good, what else I like? I like Taken. Stuff like that, suspense, or, you know, I like to like, John Wick is my thing. I feel like I'm really a movie watcher when I watch John Wick. Well, right then. You know? Guys, I guess it's the last John Wick, I guess, guys. I don't know. I don't don't know I'm not going to tell you guys the ending. I'm not going to tell you that. I don't want to spoil it, but if you want me to spoil it, send us a message, okay? Yeah, or send us, well, just let us know you watched it and we can chat. Yeah. On social media. We don't mind doing that. Yeah. Tag us, you know, leave a comment or something like that. Just say, hey, you know, we would love to hear about what your views are on the movie. Okay. All right. So let's so, jump right into Married at First Sight, season 16, episode 12. 12. Yes, episode 12, darlings. And that episode was titled Getting to the Crust. Getting to the crust. That's what that's what uh Clint says all the time. Yes. And did they get to the crust? Huh? I think they got to the nitty gritty. Oh yes, get into the crust. They started out with Nicole and Chris. Um, they tried out like goat yoga with Nicole's dad. Mm-hmm. You know, after they afterwards they um, you know, daddy was like, you know, basically, he was like, well, um. Trying to chit chat with them a little bit, you know. Yeah, he tried to chit chat with them. He, you know, he was saying. So there was a question that um Chris had for his dad or for the dad. He was saying, "Well, how do you think that um Nicole has changed over the years and everything?" And he's so he said that her teenage years were pretty rough. Mm-hmm. I guess it's probably during a transition of them, maybe divorcing, like divorcing. And stuff like that. So you know, she kind of, you know. It was like a rebellious type of teenager, maybe. Yeah. And he was saying that I guess when it was time for him to, get uh, her. you know, get here his weekend to have her, she, she would skip saying, out mm-hmm. or you know didn't want to go or it's always something was going on with her. She was just doing her own thing. And so, um, but he was like, well, how do you think she's had her? When has she had her biggest change? And he was saying like maybe like now really, yeah. Since she's gotten married, I guess she's had her biggest change. Mm-hmm. And so the dad was like, well, um, he considers, I guess, you know, Chris a son-in-law yeah, now. Yeah, he's at the decision he, day. he did, like, the bunny ears, you know, <laughs> quotes. And so, but he was like, but Chris could call him dad now. Yeah, at the decision day, he said. At the decision day, yeah. he called me dad. And I feel like that was nice. That was um, nice. But I don't know. But then he said something about that. No, he said, then he said, man. He's not calling him again, son-in-law, son-in-law. Oh, okay, dad. but he called him, like, call him dad yeah, yeah. because he said that he has earned his respect now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's kudos to him because that daddy, honey, that speech at the reception, mm-hmm. all this rah 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 rah, 
I mean, I'm glad the daddy feels that way about Chris because Chris is a nice dude. Yeah. I mean, come on. He'll take the quotes away after some of yeah, Right. And so, with this episode, all of them had to talk to Dr. Pepper. So, when they went to Dr. Pepper, um, Nicole, you know, told about her past relationships. You know, they basically get to the crush, right, y'all? So, they were talking about her past relationships, how, you know, like, um, she just wasn't as vulnerable with men. You know, she couldn't, like, cry around them. She They, they make her feel like she's being weak, you know, but she's so thankful that, you know, it's not the case with Chris, mm-hmm. you know, and, and admit sometimes how appreciative she, you know, she appreciates him for that, you know, and Chris treats her with so much respect, you know, and I feel like a girl like her needs that to know that it's a good guys out there for you. And it's kind of, it's kind of hard. You got to pinch yourself sometime when you come from a background like that in relationships, and you get a Chris, you got to appreciate that thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And Chris was saying he, you know, he had the opposite approach, you know, um, he's loving and caring, but you know, people that he was with was not so much loving and caring and all that kind of stuff. So they, they kind of like opened up both of them showed the little vulnerability with Dr. Pepper um, they had a good little sit down and they end up going to the gym and they were exercising and talking about how they, what their insecurities were. They had like a little jar. Like a lot of them had like mm-hmm. a little jar yeah, of questions. Yeah, part stuff. of her, her, um, her counseling, she gave them a jar of questions and everyone had to pull like random questions with their spouse, of course. Mm-hmm. And they go home and talk about, you know, whatever it is to get a little bit deeper into knowing one another. Right. And so a lot of those just put out a lot of different things with them. You know, um, and so yeah, Chris was saying something about like, um, he's never had a problem being vulnerable, and it's like some women didn't like it, but he's always been open and transparent, you know, in dealing with women. So he's, you know, he's, you know, happy that I guess, uh, Nicole is happy about that. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like she accepts him for who he is. Yeah, and I found like one thing that I think both of them had similarities on. With those um, questions at the jar, was like both of them had expected they disappointed their moms. Mm-hmm. Like Chris was saying, like he threw a party with underage drinking there, and the cops could have put his mom in jail, but you know she didn't go to jail. They left him off with a warning and everything. Yeah. But then and also, with Nicole, she was saying like how Man. she would lie to her mom and dad, and then she was saying like she lied about being burnt with a cigarette, but she was like she know her mom gonna see this conversation on air, but she was like she hates, she's dreading the talk to her mom about this, you know, because she's opened up to Chris about it, but she never opened up to her yeah, mom about guy, it. The guy but said, um, if you, if, if you, you love, love me, you will let me burn you with a yeah. cigarette. Yeah, I, and I, I she did it. She actually did it. That's you so know? terrible, y'all. But yeah, so I think that was kind of like, in a nutshell, like kind of like all oh, they kind of, what you know, because we know that they, we, we like them. Yeah. So we know that they don't have too much drama, but I'd like the vulnerability. They, they learned about each other's stories a little bit more this episode and they went to um Curtin and Shaq. Mm-hmm. And so talk about them, Derek. Alright, so uh, they meet with Dr. Pepper, right? And they kind of, you know, ask an expert about, you know, what a difficult, you know, conversation um they've been going through from previous episodes. They kind of picked up right there. Mm-hmm. So basically Curtin's so closed off. And they were saying like what was the closed off mindset she got but it this probably come from she was saying it probably comes from her parents divorce yeah know? she came from divorced parents and it kind of make made her closed off and shut shut down her wall up she don't know how to really you know i guess show her emotions too much she kind of deals with everything on her own you know what i mean and so um shaq grew up without a dad mm-hmm. until he was about 17 years old and he said that um he forgave his dad and he kind of like, you know, let go of everything about his parents because his mom worked a lot and he felt like, you know, maybe she didn't spend enough time with him either. She worked a lot. Right. But, but, she, but you can't, bl- but, she, but he said he can't really blame her for that because she was a single mom. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I get it. You know, you you do grow up like that sometimes, you know, wanting more attention from your parents and, you know. Yeah. Like we kind of like, you know, I wouldn't say he said he envied other families. I like, I one part of me feel like, um, what our upbringing is kind of like my our parents work evenings. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I feel like, well, my, I wish my mom was at home yeah. in the evening with me every day. I know so I she could do my way. homework. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you know, I wouldn't take like people say I wouldn't take no for my life now, my journey now. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't take. I wouldn't even have it all the way. Like I liked how it went. You know what I mean? We had our freedom. 
mm-hmm. you know, um, we wouldn't, you know, we were, there was only one call, phone call away. So, I mean, it's just, you know, we was it raised a little out. differently than everybody else too. So I can, I can kind of relate to people that say they have a single parent or people that, you know, because my parents worked a lot. So it kind of like no parents, yeah. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. So, so we kind of, you know, raised ourselves to a certain extent. Certain extent. Certain extent. Our parents really disciplined they us. They were here, like, yeah. Yeah, we really didn't do much. Yeah. <laughs> but back on the show, though. But it's just, um, you know, she was saying about um, they need to graduate with their intimacy. You know what I mean? Like, he just said he do the forehead kisses and stuff. Like, people like, I need to graduate from that kind of mess. You know, right. it's like a friend do forehead kids or something like that. Like, y'all need to do something else. Spice it up. And Kirsten said that she wants Shaq to lead yeah. more. And so, I think she's been kind of, like, hiding the fact that she's probably more freer than she's letting on to be. Uh-huh. Because it's like she didn't want to kiss on the wedding night, but yet you wanted him to ask you, but now you want him to lead. And, like, this. You know what I'm saying? So, exactly. She so some on. some bubbling up in her. Like she, she bubbling, the attraction, the, the attraction has grown. It has grown. Because you went from please don't touch me, don't touch me. So uh, now, oh come on, be the come man, on, take Shaq. charge. Baby. You know she's like, come on, Shaq, come on. And so basically, that people like show your masculine self. So hey, self said, hmm. Uh-huh. Shaq said, all right. <laughs> so it on that night, honey. Okay. Shaq had got him a little body paint activity going the on. A little body yaddy yaddy. Yup. And he took charge. He painted her body, rubbed it all down, different colors and different things, you okay. know. So he'll make her a masterpiece, she honey. Look like, oh, she over here, she over sweating her hips and stuff. Like she really into it. She was into it, honey. And she liked so the little touch of He was like, You trust me? She was like, Yeah. He said, do you really trust me? She was like, yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, okay, then. Okay, okay, okay. He put that whipped cream. He that whipped cream. Shut that thing up. Put a strawberry in her mouth. And kissed the girl. Kissed and gave her some strawberry. And I like, like, get like, it. She was like, oh, I like that. I like that. I like that. So he said, you want another one? And she and was she like, like, I want another one. Yeah. <laughs> And so they started kissing again and whatever. And then I was they kinda like, like, get it, Kirsten. And they kind of like, you know, started like sending his laughing things and kind of like kissing a little bit more. And then they went to the bedroom. Went to the bedroom, child. Honey, so we don't know what went on. And you all know it probably went on that night. Okay. You probably already know, okay? You probably know. I think it's, you know, it's like, we, hey, we think it's, they went on with it. You know, it's like, like, oh my goodness, girl. Yeah, so I'm. Good job, oh, honey. Good Five job. Good job. Marriage, yeah, yeah, yeah. Long time coming. <laughs> and so, uh, with Gina and Clint, our next couple for this episode, um, you know, they went. Uh, Clint would like Facetime his friend about everything that's going on with Gina and everything, and uh, his friend told him like, you know, um, that he's an open book, and then but they they both are. And it kind of like sucks when he says that the other person is not as is open and not it's you know transparent it kind of mm-hmm. sucks make you feel like you're did you are you different are you oversharing you know what i mean it's uh-huh. not like it's not reciprocated and i i, I get that i would i'll be mad too right not mad but make you feel a kind of a way like well you have something to hide i mean like why are you not giving as much right. info as I me mean, he, he was saying like you know gina kind of take more time again comfortable and opening up and he was referencing her like like catching a, a chipmunk he's like you gotta wait to the wait to the right time oh, shoot. <laughs> he was, i'm like that was funny clint and so uh <laughs> they went and sat down <laughs> funny, yes funny. clint i mean this this episode clint, was made after clint like see, oh, getting to the crust like, i don't like his humor like i, I like can, it too. i can hang with somebody like clint i like it too. always got a little pun he's like he's like, like, he's like catching a chipmunk he has no sudden movements <laughs> He gonna miss it. You gonna miss the I moment that open her up, you know. So they sit down with Dr. Pepper, right? And then she tells them they need to be more vulnerable and open up, you know. And um They were like, We was focused on the fun. That's what she said. Yeah, she's like, Well, you focus on the fun mm-hmm. ain't gonna get it, darling. It's yeah, not gonna save go, a marriage. You gotta go deep, deep. Okay, that was All Dr. Right Pepper saying. <laughs> so Gina was like, okay, she struggles opening up to men because she has daddy issues. You know, like she raised by a single mom and she don't mind telling the girls. That's the, that's the same thing going on with Kirsten as well. 
She don't mind telling the girls how she really feel in a relationship, but she struggles telling her man. Mm-hmm. I feel like Gina and Carson relate to that because, you know, like Shaq mentioned on one of those uh, after shows that he was there, like, well, she ain't never tell me this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But she's telling, she telling Nicole about our relationship and Nicole leaving notes under the door and all the kind of men telling tell them to suggest stuff they need to do. Mm-hmm. But he ain't tell Shaq. So I think Gina's telling everybody else like how she feel in a relationship, but she ain't telling Clint. Right. You know, and so, but she feel like she struggles with that because she don't like to talk to men like that because her daddy went in her life. Yeah. So Clint was saying that he's over and transparent and he was saying that um he was in a three-year relationship with someone who had a fake persona. Mm-hmm. Now, you had your real self for three years? Three years. That's something. Well, I'd have been there. Really? Okay. You, you want to share? Not at this current moment. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'd have been there. Like, people just, you know, you just wake up and you just like, oh, this, this, they wouldn't like this. You know what I'm saying? They just had a secret life or they ain't all foretelling of what they do. Like, you know, they got secret babies. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, I know that story. You know what I'm saying? I know that story. You got a secret baby telling me you only got one child, but you got two. Ooh. I know that story. You know story. what I'm saying? Like, I don't paying me with you. Yeah. I'm <laughs> you know? And, I didn't, I'm happy being with them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I feel like, if somebody going to lie about how many children they got, they ain't with me. Did you right. do this, this on their child? Like, nah. You know? Oh, guess what? That happened to me, too. See there? Man, sure what's up with these did. men? Lied about I gave, I gave opportunity and everything. They yeah, still so, Right. So I can see how Clint can be in a winter relationship with somebody for three years and they, t- they leave some stuff out from their life. Yeah. Okay. Because you meet every representative. They ain't meeting the real them when you're dating sometimes. So he said that's why he feel like he want to get to the crust with Gina because he felt like with that relationship he had in the past, he didn't get to the crust with that girl. He want to get to the nitty gritty crust with Gina because yes. he got her. He didn't marry her. But Gina said like. She needs to feel safe with someone before she gets down that part. See, and that's how I you know. And but 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 Dr. Pepper was like, "Well, what is it going to take for you to you know do that?" You know, she was like, "Well, it involves me getting to know them." So the jar exercise really helped and them so, out. Yeah, yeah, and it then, really did. And so then, um, she says that Clint always say. He want to get to the cross, <laughs> but he never asked me anything and deep. Cross related. Yeah, anything deep. So that's what made the jar exercise he good was for like, somebody. So, he liked the joke like, so much. He was kind of like, well, tell me. I have to ask you that. Just tell just me. Tell me. He's like, I'm, I'm open and I tell you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, without you having to prompt me. Or but but the pepper was like, well, Y'all not gonna get anywhere because y'all got different styles of oh, communicating. Yep. You're not gonna get anywhere if you keep on going on the same road. She needs you to prompt her. So prompt her. Prompt her. Like make it make it be like a um an interview sometimes. Yeah, he's like, I feel like, like it'll be a Q and A. But, but it gotta be a Q and A because that's all she gonna that's respond what she, to. That's what she wants. You've been trying to be around the bush about it, so go on Q and A, her butt Clint. So that's mm-hmm. how they kind of went. But they they started learning about each other. You know this this episode or that. So the next couple is um, Jasmine and Ares. And so they were excited about talking to Dr. Pepper because you know, they got too many issues, honey. Mm-hmm. They were, they were um, glad to go see them. And so Dr. Pepper was like, you know, asked them about why haven't they opened up to each other or made progress. And Jasmine was like, you know, the attraction thing gets to her. And I mean, it's every episode is the same crap with Ares. Yeah, it's and the so same thing. Dr. Pepper was asked her, like, share something that... <laughs> Every episode, they are like really bringing me down. You yeah, guys. when you get to them, like womp womp womp. He don't like how she look. You know, oh, I'm so sick of him. It's like next topic. Yeah. So anyway, Dr. Pebbles like you know share something about you know what make you to make him you understand her more and stuff like that. You know, and Jasmine said that she you know she mentors girls and tell them about you know to stay true to themselves and speaking up for themselves because you know she didn't do that. Because she, she had young. low self esteem. Okay, like low like, self. Okay, Andrew Carwell. Yeah, that's <laughs> guys. I know the right word is low self esteem, but I was imitating Andrew Caldwell. Yeah, okay. Andrew Caldwell. So yeah. Yes. Um. But yeah, <laughs> that was silly. So that's the whole. She explained, silly. you know, her self esteem, and uh, it stemmed from her moving away, you know, at nine years old, and all that kind of stuff. And she always take, talk about that when she's going through, honey. And they're kind of like messed up with all these little mean children and all that kind of stuff. So, but see, Jasmine has issues because she said that she's just now getting to a point where she is 
loving herself. herself. And she's finally getting married that she's always wanted to be in as a, as a little girl. And then, so, it, of course, that hurts her now because she's in a marriage and it, her husband not into her like that. that yeah, so that people were saying that. That's that people saying that. Like, that's hurtful. Yeah, but she was saying, like, because it, it's like you basically, you but know, she you're not that, creating. But she, but she said, but she actually told, I'm sorry to cut you off. Okay. I'm sorry about that. But she said that maybe, Jasmine, it isn't about you. Have you ever thought about that? Mm-hmm. And like, no, I never thought about that. Because Aaron's got other issues he's going through. Exactly. He's not, he not saying you ugly. Nothing like that. He just not attracted, but he you. finds other things that he finds attraction in with anybody. Not yeah. just physical, I guess. You right, know? right. Yeah. And so I feel like she would just say you're not creating that connection based on the feelings you had. Um, and the era said he was, um, he want to open up about everything that happened to him. And he was saying like how he don't open up because he don't feel like it's kind of necessary because he has everybody in his life that he get close to kind of passes away. Like his daddy, his, his friend, best friend, his, his roommate. roommate. And so he just kind of like, I can feel him a little bit more on this topic. If he, if I've had that many people in my life by close circle that pass away, I would kind of feel hesitant to like open up too. Cause like, why, why get close to you? You know, you're going to leave me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you're going to pass away. You're going to move away or something like that. So and he going to move away. Cause he said he moved around too as a kid, you know, mm-hmm. he grew up in uh, Newport news, but he ended up, how he ended up in Nashville. You know what I mean? So it's like, he kind of got connection problems, you know, building that rapport with people and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but, and so, um, you know, so Dr. Pepper said that maybe he got married to stop running. Maybe, exactly. he's, tired of, say maybe he's tired of running. So hopefully he can, he's going to force himself to, to commit to, to somebody. Something. Yeah. Because he, he just at an age where like, I got to get this out. Yeah. And, um, so Jasmine shared that, her issue is she doesn't know how to solve or resolve conflict because she grew up where she never saw her parents argue or, you know. Yeah, and I feel like that's crazy. They they kept that from her. Yeah. And everything, and so she doesn't know how to deal with that. So that's tough, and you're trying to... That, that is very tough. to, And I can see how it could be difficult for her because she's like, I don't know what to do in an argument. I don't know how to win an argument, and I never seen an argument get get one or you know had but i'm pretty sure her parents argue they just ain't never let her see it you know and i feel like parents out there arguing in front of your kids it's a healthy thing you know mm-hmm. it's healthy to let them argue you didn't know how to um juggle disputes and work out problems and conflict you know mm-hmm. but um anyway so they did their jar exercise and boy i tell you oh eris eris i give you some Yes, clap it up for Eric. Clap it up for Eric. He has really changed. He's really changed. In the last two episodes, he's he really changed. He's maturing. He's maturing. He's coming around. And even in the next episode, guys, he's, he's really, maturing yeah, even more. more. Yeah, okay? I, I'm with your Eric a little more. bit now. So basically, back to the job. When they do the job, Eric opens up, talk about all this stuff. You know, all the kind of similar stuff. He just got to talk about how everything stemmed from his childhood, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Now, now, Jasmine always say she can't get over the, you know, she can't do nothing about the physical stuff that he didn't get in her. She wants more from him. She wants him to open up more for her to come back around to liking him a little bit more because she got so, her self-esteem so low, all right? This jar exercise is your point to ask him stuff that goes at the juggler or the, for you to open up and tell him about you, honey, but you don't do it. She was giving all these different one liners. Oh, I already told you about that. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I ain't gotta say. That's a good question. What mm. what what you most afraid of? Our marriage. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. She wasn't giving no explanations. Nothing and when it he, come down to asking her some questions. Eric was having on his face was like, like, I can't believe it. This is this, this can't be like ain't saying nothing. I'm giving deepness. And he yeah. I, he was doing his part. I'm going through the depths he, of my soul. Yeah, and so and she ain't saying nothing. She's like, mm. and so he talks. So basically, the next day, Jasmine Mama come over there. He tells Jasmine Mama, you know, like, hey, it's like putting teeth, getting her to talk. And, and she's like, I know she could be like this sometimes. And he was like, so like, for example, they might have said, "What's your favorite color?" My favorite color blue. 
and, and I, I feel color blue because this we here happened, and every time I get sad, I look at color blue. blue. I ask her the same question, so baby, color color pink, and in discussion. Yeah, <laughs> she don't have it's no like combo crickets. So the mom was actually saying like, both of y'all in y'all head, both of y'all got overthink, and mm-hmm. you need to get out your own way, and just get move on with yourself. Move on, honey. And basically, guys, that really concludes. This episode of, I don't know, episode 12, Married at First Sight. Yep. All right, let's get into Married at First Sight, season 16, episode 13. I'm not acting crazy with you tonight. Okay. All right, that's the title <laughs> of this episode. Okay, so it starts off now with Kirsten and Shaq. Okay. Shaquille. Okay. Okay. They go and look at um a house that um a two point five million house two point I thought two point nine two point nine million dollar house okay yeah that that, that uh you know she he they, get to go into Kirsten's world of being a real estate agent you know they look at this nice yeah, home that she has listed for and uh they start imagining having kids and stuff. They ain't imagining having like a movie night, game night, yeah, and having the kids over their friends, the kids running off through the house. I was like this can be life for them. They really was remin- They really was planning, planning the future, future. and having all I hear. Was, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what you hear? Gunshots. I all I hear. Kid running around. I'm like, Shaq, you scared me for a second, cause. <laughs> All I hear is that gunshots going right. <laughs> I was like, okay, but that was like pitter patters of feet. Yeah, that pitter patters a little feet running through the house. Yeah, don't do that. But anyway, yeah, that was so cute. They had a moment, and I feel like that was so sweet. And I feel like that was things that make you feel like they both are thinking about past decision day. Yeah. Like you know, they want to be with each other. They glimpse into that future, mm-hmm. and I feel like that was a nice thing. But then. Kirsten had to mess it up. Things go left, darling. Kirsten had to mess it up, honey. She said, and hey, you gonna buy me a house like this. Yeah, you gonna buy me a house. And he was and like, I'm, I'm gonna buy you a what? We're gonna buy those a house? No, you gonna buy me a house. And she was like, this is me. <laughs> right. like, this me. Is this me? This is the me coming out. She was like, I know several people who have a husband to buy them a house, a car for a push gift. Right, it's to be a nice push gift. I'm like, mm. but that man, he took saying, offense to that. He took offense to that. I he, think, and I feel like my husband would take offense to that too. But why? Cause my husband get mad at me sometimes when I say to y'all, but they come on my house. He want me to say come over our house. But it's understood you live there too. Exactly, but he be wanting to have the credit. And it's understood he that wants the credit. It's understood that Shaq will be living with, with Kirsten. Yeah. It's understood. I, but, mean, I think everyone knows that your husband lives with you. Yeah. You but live with your husband. Y'all have a house like together. That, like, her, like, check. And my husband may be kind of like similar in that situation. Because he don't, he want to make, we going to buy us a house. It's understood, gonna, though. It's, under, it's an understanding. Yeah, y'all, y'all you know, one. You're one, but because she said my and me and and I be saying my, you know, like he just, they be having an issue with that. They be want you to, when they put their dime in there, they want you to have some credit with their name at. They want to make sure they live there too. So that's all that's about. <laughs> but I Child. feel like it's just they saying the same things different ways. But I feel him on that because she may be feeling like um she wants him to pay all the bills. That, that may be a mindset that he want him to pay all the bills. And I do what I want to do with my money. And you buy, you know what I'm saying, you buy us the house. They have to have a conversation behind it in that moment. You know what I mean? That, that was cues for a good conversation to be had. So, anyways, you know, but um, that. So, part of the ex- exercise this episode, well, they all have to kind of like re- revisit their like childhood, you know, places, in their homes or anything from their childhood yeah. that they yeah. want to talk about that. Shows them a different side of them. And so Kirsten takes Shaq to her childhood home. Okay? And um, she said that, I guess she was about eight. And her parents split up. Yeah. And she was bragging on her dad, saying he's a good provider. You know what I'm saying? So um, she looks for those same kind of qualities in her husband. 
Right, and most like, school girls do. Like she didn't. Like no one had to tell her daddy he need to do this, he need to do that. Her daddy already knew the assignment. Okay, and executed. He already did. He took care of his family. Yeah, and that's probably what she, all she was trying to say. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like she kind of grew up in a household. Probably was the daddy was the breadwinner, mm-hmm. and it probably was just the dad. You know, just the dad a single income um household. You know what I mean. And before they got divorced, you know what I mean. So I felt like everything was probably on, all on the daddy, or the daddy just was a go getter. You know, like you know, like our daddy was that way. But you know, my mom worked as well. You know what I'm saying. So I it, it, was, it was a it was a I it was a both thing. Definitely look for that quality in, in a, a man. man. Me too. Like, I want you to provide. My daddy was a provider. Yeah, he would work two jobs. Mm-hmm. He would work whatever. He would take care of his family. Yep. He he never com- he never complained about how tired he was. He never complained, you know, about anything like regarding yeah. work. He didn't say he, he say- never say, "Oh, I gotta go out there and cut the grass." Oh, I gotta go out there and do yeah, the he trash. Just, he oh, I, I, you know, what I'm saying he never said, "Oh, I gotta go and to the store." You know, what I'm saying he, he, he never- knew that was his role as a man. He yeah. did it, and he and you know he and did it So I feel like these men today they ain't built like that no more. No. And that's, and that's, I want me a man like that. Go do find. what it takes to, to provide for his family. Cause I feel like another man, like a, I feel like if if my dad or even Kirsten's dad heard them say that, they would take it that way, like me and the day would. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's like back in the day, base men did that. Men and bought wore, the woman a house. Women, women and, didn't work though either. And they wore the bedroom. Oh, like yeah, I bought her a house. Yeah. Like, she wanted a house. I bought it for. Her. Yeah. You know, and that's, but but because for, for some, he made this so for, equally, but for somebody equal like pay, maybe, equal work kind of mess. Now it's like in the marriage, it ain't like that kiss no more because the curses no more. You know what I mean? But it's also, like, it may come across to him as a being a gold digger, maybe. Yeah, she's not a gold digger, but hearing that, oh, I'm buy you a house, like, oh, you only get married because you want me to buy you a house. I don't think like she was thinking it of it that way, but like, she can he never. Now, I will say this: he never said that, but the way he was looking, the way he's answering was, was like, it, it seemed like he come. felt like it was a red flag. Like, so oh, I'm gonna buy you a house mm-hmm. if you secure and you got the money. That wouldn't bother you it, one it, bit. Oh, that comment right. wouldn't bother you. That one comment bit. would not bother no baller. So no. she, so basically, cause they, then he was, well, we're gonna be jumping ahead though. But I think when they kind of got through with the episode, they, they came back to this conversation. Yeah, but, I did. Uh, but, I it, did. but before they had this conversation, big conversation at the end, why, why, why the episode is named? I'm not acting crazy with you tonight. It's, it's, it's them this time. <laughs> oh yeah. But um, before, before, but before we get there, um, just as she, you know, took him to her childhood home. He ended up bringing her around his family, his uh, godmother and god sister, right? Yeah. And they ended up bringing up pictures and stuff like that from his car accident. Um, they was explaining to her um, how all of them were, all the babies in the car were ejected like, from the car. car. Yeah. Like there was somebody facing the dirt, somebody else's, you know, um, baby. You know, I don't know. It was like scattered everywhere that the kids were. Yeah. He, he, he saw blue. He got up. All that kind of stuff. And he was unable to see his mother for like two weeks. Until all of them kind of healed up. Yeah. And he would ask about her and, and they would never would tell me anything about it until like, you know, two weeks later. I guess after everyone was healed up or, you know, whatever on the mend. Uh-huh. Um, you know, then it was able to reunite. He said everybody just came in the room together. They would cry, you know, held each other and stuff. Yeah. That was very emotional and sad to Yeah, I can only imagine um, her mom the mom. Yeah. You know, baby then she didn't know how her babies was doing. Uh-huh. I, I I don't I couldn't be rest or whatever like that, but I didn't know my children was okay. Yeah. You know, after that whole horrific uh accident, you know. But uh, but yeah, the the godmom really shed some light on the type of person uh Shaq is. And she was saying how, you know, he going to be having a million things going on. But, you know, as long as you hold him down, he may need you to do one thing. But just make sure you're there for him and show up support for him. Support him. And support him. You know, he's all you. he needs. All he needs. support need. that you're there. You're yeah. with him. But he does all the family little planning, the family, the holiday trip, you know, holiday yeah, uh, breakfast. Yeah, I feel like I'm a little bit of Shaq. You know what I mean? A little bit. Breakfast. Like, I kind of feel like I be having a million things going on. But I just don't require much from my, from my husband. I just like make sure you know you hold me down as far as you know he just under he's very understanding you know that i got a lot of stuff going on and he you know 
he just hold me down. I feel like that's probably what Shaq just want to do. Like he has somebody just to hold him down, keep him, keep everything flowing, keep your life flowing. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't require much. That's so you, you can count on. That's somebody you, can count on. Yeah. If I, if I need you, you're there. You're there. You know? I ain't asking you to do much. Right. So I feel like that that kind of gave person a little bit. Too much. Just a couple of ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways. We did be singing, y'all. But um, but I think Carson really, you know, saw that he was a good guy and he, you know, he planned the family And she said she loved stuff. that about him, that yeah. he planned family um activities and, and traditions and stuff. Yeah. So let's fast forward, you guys, to Jasmine and Eris. Mm, yeah, so Jasmine met with her little friend at the apartment, honey. They didn't talk about too much that we didn't already know. Yeah, about, about, the, about, about the attraction level. Yeah, I mean, I'm just sick of it. friend was like, just hang in there. Hang Don't in let in that now. deter you. It could change any day now. And he need to show me more. He need to show me more. He gonna, he finna show you more. Because she feel like she <laughs> could give up yeah. at this point. Because I'm tired of feeling like that. And I would and be I, too. I mean, I would, I would be too. I would be upset too. Yeah. So anyways, after that, you know, um, Eris took her to a card shop. Okay, like a little trading card shop. Um, well, it's like baseball and you know just baseball cards and stuff like that. And she, he was telling her that how he collected, um, baseball cards or what have you. And he basically said he never lost them. He never he would lose clothes. He would lose shoes. You know anything that kids would lose. You know, but he never lost a baseball card, like a trading card. Mm-hmm. And he was saying like that's kind of like thing. One thing that kind of stayed consistent with him is that his love for the baseball cards and that he made sure he kept them, you know, close. And, you know, and I feel like that said a lot about his character and with definitely with knowing about a little bit more about himself as far as how much people have lost. He's lost a lot of people. It's good to have he got something that he can lean on and that he knows that's going to be consistent. And so I feel like that's what the reason why he brought her there is because it's a big part of his um his way of thinking and a big part of his life is like those trading cards and the nostalgia, you know, part of things. And guess and, what she said? She said, mm, "Yeah, I don't mm. have anything to say." Yeah, I don't have anything to say about it. That man went deep with you. He went now, deep about how he holds on to the cards, and everything else is about to keep changing. But he holds some cards, and she's like, mm, mm. "I don't have anything to say." Jasmine, wow, we, we Jasmine. Rip, it's nice you now. I, I was so on Eris for all these nine or ten episodes we even had on this on this podcast. But she said the reason she didn't have anything to say was because she doesn't want to go deep with him or feel vulnerable with him out of fear he's going to leave her anyway. So both of them had the same fear. So she's was just afraid. Fear. She's afraid to reveal any part of herself because she's like, why should I do this? If he's just gonna leave, and that's how she, he was feeling. Like, why will he open up if it ain't gonna go nowhere? Because he ain't got he ain't got the draws. He ain't got she. You know, he ain't get. You know, he's trying to get into her like that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like both of them are in their own way with that same frame of mind thinking. Like, you don't feel like it's gonna be worth it to open up, to let your guard down, but and all that. Just like Lori, I say this, I say this all the time, y'all, all the time. Laura Hill told y'all. It can all be so simple. Yeah. But you rather make it hard. Second girl. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they Check make it out hard. X Factor. They okay. make it hard on this. Okay. They it ain't it ain't that hard, y'all. So basically we're gonna pause right here with them. Like both of the couples we just talked about, like Kirsten and Shaq and Jasmine and Eric, they all go to like this little nerf gun like place. It's kind of like a laser tag, but it's like yeah, Nerf but, guns. But it was like bow and arrow. Bow and arrow type of nurse. Like, it was weird. Yeah, but it was cute. It had like different, like little, you know, little props and cars, like old cars, beat up cars. Like, yeah, things, kinda, like, things to hide, you know, hide behind and stuff. That was cute. And I it felt was. like it was like guys against the girls. So that was a cute activity. It was better than the little redneck bus they had on. <laughs> yeah. That was a good activity for a group activity. But um, And the bus was called Redneck, so... Yeah. No one's shaming Nobody anybody. That was the name of the bus. Okay. 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 All right. So they do that and then they decide to kind of like um split up. So it was they split up in like boy and girl, boy and girl. So 
Eris was with Kirsten and Shaq was with Jasmine. And so Eris and Kirsten, they were like, you know, how's it going? And all that kind of stuff. And then like Kirsten was telling him, like, it's going good with her and Shaq. Like the attraction is building. They're in a good place. You know, she wasn't lying, you know, um, but she didn't, little did she know that Shaq was still in his feelings about that whole my house, I mean, buy me a house thing. Mm-hmm. But she would just say how everything was going so good to Eris. And so Shaq was with Jasmine. And they kind of had a better, deeper conversation. Yeah. Those two, uh, Shaq and Jasmine, because I feel like they both can relate because they are more, I think, in those two relationships, they are the ones that weren't attractive Attractive, to the mates. mates. And they are the ones that probably find it hard to find mates, maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I think Kirsten is beautiful. Like, I think she can go anywhere and find a man. I feel like... um, Aris, I don't really find him that much attractive, but Mm-mm. he all right, you know. But he, he right. but he act like he got so many women on him, so maybe he just women just follow him like that, you know what I mean? So he don't have no issue finding no woman either. But um, but both of them, Shaq and Jasmine, have a different story, and so um, I feel like both of them were more, more opening. Oh, they opened up to each other more, and they were like saying, you know, I think uh, Shaq assured her. He was like, okay, I'm married and all, like, but you are a beautiful queen. And you anybody inside and out. Yeah, inside and out. And I feel like that was nice of him to say because she needed that kind of boost of her confidence. Mm-hmm. Because he could probably tell she's kind of being low. Mm-hmm. She's having low self-esteem. And he knows his boy Aris doing her dirty with the comments and right. stuff every week. That was sweet, Shay. Really yeah, that was. was sweet. And I felt like Jasmine, and he opened up to Jasmine about the whole house thing that Carson had just said. And he, the issue he had with her, and I feel like, and the fact that he hasn't met um Curse's dad, dad, and she made him admit he's like oh, that he he's bothered like, him. He's like, it don't bother him. Like, he's like, she said, really, it don't bother you? Because somebody he, he was so big on family. So if you big on family, you would um want to meet the daddy. Mm-hmm. You know, people who don't be so um into their family, they don't care. But let's, let's say it's the how I am. Like, I don't be wanting to have no issues with my in-laws or nothing like that. I be wanting everybody to be like, I feel like it should be a, a good jail, good blending of the families. You know what I mean? I don't I don't desire animosity, tension. I want to have a good vibe. If we supposed to be family, let's be family. I want to treat, I don't want to treat you no different than I treat my, my real sister, my real, my actual mama, my actual daddy, all that kind of stuff. So I feel like, Shaq is similar to me because he put family above everything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that does hurt your feelings when you can't have no relationship with, with the person you in love with, mom and daddy, you know? So, um, but yeah, so Shaq made him realize that, hey, bro, you know, you do like, you do, um, that is bothering you. So he said, you ought to tell her. So, but also, too, he had an issue about cursing, um, having an issue with him saying, let's get to decision day. But, he making stuff statements like that. It makes somebody feel like you count down the days. Right. Kind of like Eris doing with, with Jasmine. And so she kind of made um Shaq feel like, okay, you that don't fly away with a woman who's actually trying to say you gonna buy me a house. She wanna get past decision day with you. So that that don't, you know, okay, like, we gotta get the past decision day first. But that don't make so that girl is trying to say, like, I'm already in it with you. Right. But to, he don't to me, that. that's a no-brainer. That's a no-brainer. If they're making plans like that, that means they see you pass the season pass day. The season it's a yes, dog. Uh-huh. Bump the no, dog. It's, it's a, a yes, yes for dog. me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jamin helped him realize that. That was cool. Google outing. They all had fun. The girls won, I believe, right? Mm, I believe so. I don't know. Let's go back to Kirsten and Shaq a little bit. They get to the house. After they had a conversation with each other, mates, right? They get to the house. Kirsten eating. And Shaq decide he want to have this conversation, Shaq. And she around here just joking around. Just joking. But he like, I want to have this conversation about how you talking about I want to buy you a house. And all this. I don't really want to talk about it right now. I don't want to talk about it right now. I ain't trying to go. I ain't trying to act crazy with you tonight. Yeah, she told him. I'm not acting crazy, crazy with, with you tonight, tonight. Shaq. 
And so he was like, you know, what you mean, bro? I'm having this conversation, whether you like it or not. I'm having it. Mm-hmm. So he had it, honey. But she liked it or not, child, his arms folded. His arms folded. That he was like, she like, I know people that have, you know, they have and buy them, um, house and the car and everything. Like, you know, um, if you want to upgrade my Mercedes to them again, I mean, that's it'll be fine, you know. But it's like she basically ain't checking for it like that. And so she was like, what if I, what if I only had money to upgrade your Mercedes to a Honda or Toyota? <laughs> they don't upgrade though, right? It's a downgrade, <laughs> but. He said, you know, he going to trade it out for that. <laughs> and with his budget. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, she, he, I think he really focusing on the 2.9 mil. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she's like, I want us to hit, I, want, I just want us to get a house. And I want us to get it, you know, I want us to buy a house to the rent. Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. He was like, well, you, real estate, you don't know when the, the market good for that. Like, Yeah. yeah. He like mm-hmm. on down the line. I'm not finna yeah, say I'm so gonna get you a yeah. good house today. I'm gonna buy it tomorrow. He, saying, like, he got so much school debt, and he don't feel like in the for, in the future, in the very near future, that he can't be able to supply, supply her with no two billion dollar house or even a real nice house right now. Probably, mm-hmm. you know. So let's just read the room, Kirsten. But she said, "I'm just joking," and he said, "No, you well." Weren't. When I was joking on the honeymoon, it was a problem. It was a problem. Now you can't joke. Now we had a serious conversation. You want to claim you joking. joking. Girl, stop. You ain't joking, girl. You for real. That's the real you. Mm-hmm. You trying to, you got gold digger tennises. So anyway, <laughs> well, we're going to put a tack in there for them. All right. So then Jasmine airs again. Okay. So they had to write a letter to their younger selves, right? Uh-huh. So um, I guess Ares' younger self, he was saying, telling his younger self that you're not going to be as alone as you feel right now. You know, mm-hmm. he, I guess, lost his dad around that time, probably. Yeah. And, you know, he moved from what, Newport News. And um, her letter to herself was basically saying, like, she had a transition as well. Like, when she was about nine, her parents moved from Murfreesboro, Tennessee, to, to Memphis. Memphis, Tennessee. And then she got labeled as, like, like too proper. Yeah, because Memphis ratchet. And she got bullied because of that. Uh-huh. So she got bullied from about nine years old up until, like, high school. Yeah, that's a long time to be bullied. That is. All because you talk proper. Yeah, you come from Murfreesboro. Like, come on. But anyways, um, so Aaron's really got deep this episode, y'all. He was, I really telling, he was, like, telling, he was you know, telling his young self, like, don't be afraid to um, express your emotions. The world is bigger than that little small Newport News. Right. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, the world is yours, homeboy. Yeah, and I feel like Jabin, hers is more so like a little talk He's saying to that her. he forgave his father. I guess oh, for, yeah. Against for dying or whatever. Yeah, or gave Leaving him. him. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, a, it was a really touching letter. They both had the same kind of, I guess, theme. Yeah. You know. They're very... And, and and uplifting each the the younger selves because they lack confidence in some area. Like I say, Jamin was more confident. Like it's kind of like I can see her talking to her little kids that she mentor mm-hmm. with hers. You know, and he was like basically he made a comment saying like you know they could kind of like bottle like kind of like make a book out of their both letters. You yeah, know what I'm they saying? could, they could. Yeah. And I feel like that was cool. He liked hers and she liked his. But that basically was a wrap for them. And, oh, um, one more thing, and he wrote a le- he read a letter oh, from his yeah. dad to his mom, and that was very sweet and touching. It was very vulnerable, and it was very um. Yeah, it was dated in like the eighties or something. Yeah, like it's that. something that he probably would when when share with just any random person. He actually shared a letter his dad wrote to his mom about saying he loved them. He was he was a changed man. He wanted to be there for Eris. He wanted to you know support her. He still loved her, and all these things you know so. That's a very, very sweet letter. He said he whenever he's having a bad day or whenever he sees a uh, father and son together, he always kind of go back home and read book, read that read that letter to himself. He also have it say on his phone. So if he's out and about, he can watch, he can read that letter too. So he actually read her the actual physical copy. You know, but I feel like that was that said a lot. And it also speaks to the like the vulnerability and the emotional um way that weight that it has on him. And it still affects him to this day when he sees, you know, father and sons together, you know? Mm-hmm. 
And uh, but Gina and Clint. No, it's Nicole and Chris, darling. Nicole, oh, show this Nicole and Chris. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, so she takes Chris to this like little small um Italian deli or whatever. She said they reminded her of New York. Yeah. Um. Again, everybody was taking some taking you somewhere that reminded you of your childhood, right? Right. And so she opened up a saying that she lied a lot in high school. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she would skip school. She would hang out the wrong people. She did a lot of crap, like just this very rebellious teenager stuff. Like, you know, whatever. Chris said that he couldn't marry a young Nicole. Yeah. Because, like, that reminds him of his exes, right? And always lying, never being honest. Yeah. Want to be know. the in crowd. Mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff. So, in her letter to herself, she wrote um, to don't let anyone walk over you and, um, you know, to, like, know when to, to, know when to get out of a bad relationship. Yeah. Like, it's not worth it to stay in it. Mm-hmm. So in so many words, like your happiness is more important. You stand, whether it's a love relationship, whether it's a, a friend, whatever it is, get out of the bad situation. Right. So he basically had the same kind of letter. He was yeah. like saying, like, um, don't let anyone, you know, take advantage of him. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, speak up for yourself. You know what I mean? It's just like a whole bunch of same you know, scenarios. Exactly. You know, I feel like, um, he is, I think he was a little bit better than her, a little bit. Well, she, well, he was faster. Yeah. And she read, she read, she read he was in the car. Right. And they, you know, and she waited to say her, her at the park. At the park, yeah. Basically. They basically had the same kind of story. I can see in this episode with Ares, with, you know, with uh, everybody, you can kind of see a little bit more about how they were matched. Yeah. I feel like they have a lot of similarities too in different ways. Like, you know, um, Nicole and Chris. And I, I see how they were matched, you know, from their so upbringing. He, um, he ended up taking Nicole to um, a paint shop. Yeah, I thought that was dope. Because his dad owned the paint shop, too, or he's a painter. His I, dad, I think, his I think, dad I is a painter. He, he paint, a paint, paint, business. paint business, yeah. And uh, his brothers and him um, all worked for the dad mm-hmm. at some point of their lives growing up. And But he was saying that, you know, this was a, you know, because she took him to the to the deli. Mm-hmm. That was her childhood by being in New York. He took her to the paint um, place. It was like a, it was like a neighborhood, yeah. like a German William, if you had one in your yeah. area. But I think it was called Hoover or something like mm-hmm. that. Anyways, so it just reminded him of working with his dad and how his dad was a perfectionist and how his dad came on to him about how to do the job and he was very, he's very hard on them, very hard on both his brother and stuff and everybody who probably worked for him. And he was saying that that place. Reminds him, or, or paint in general, reminds him of his dad, which who he he didn't want to be like. He 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 because his dad made him feel that way. He knew he wasn't gonna be that type of man, and I feel like that spoke volumes about Chris. Like he total opposite of your daddy now. You know you don't you don't come down on nobody. He always got some uplifting to say or something nice to say. He don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So that shaped him. Into the man he he is now, and he was saying now because he's married, he kind of close to his dad. Even with these little few little weeks they've been married, like he felt like the only time he kind of like felt like he was close to his dad. His he needed his dad like in the last few years to keep his dog yeah colder colder for him, and he felt like after that his his dad got closer to him too because he know his dad needed that emotional connection that the companionship companionship that the dog gave. Him and they would kind of relate for their love for Coda. Mm-hmm. And then now, after meeting Nicole after the wedding, they was all meeting the in laws, remember, guys? Mm-hmm. And so he was saying he kind of liked Nicole. Yeah. And, but, you know, he wanted Nicole to call him dad, you know what I mean? Things like that. And he was saying that he really liked her. And so now the dad is talking to him more since he's been married to Nicole. And I feel like this should be a reason to stay with Nicole, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> because it's kind of a good thing you see in a relationships, you know, rekindle because of Nicole. Hope you hope you decide well on decision day. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but uh, okay, but next our next couple is um uh Gina and Clint. 
Okay, so uh, their episode started out with um, Clint. He he took Gina to the soccer field, mm-hmm. and he was opening up to her about how he had big floppy feet. You know, and it's to play soccer that wasn't easy for him. Like a size nine and a half at nine years old. It was a big feat. Okay. And so, um, it got it kinda like made him go at soccer a little harder, but knowing he had like a defect a defect or he knew he kinda like had a dis he was a not disability but a disadvantage. A disadvantage. Your big feet, you learn how to control your feet better. Right. And, and, that, and it that made him age. go harder. So Gina was like, you know, I could see some similarities in him because he didn't give up. Right. And, on the soccer field, you know. And so then Gina takes him to guess where, y'all? Hair school. Hair school is all about hair with her. I was hoping that she took him somewhere. What? That was that really was, personal. Yeah. Not, I was like, really? Everything about her is the not going to hair. Some hair industry. Like, I ain't gonna take her to Mass Line. I'm taking her to Paul Mitchell. <laughs> ah, ah. Why is gonna stick me some some hair? Okay. Oh my. Yo, you had a whole life before hair. Right. But she did say she was a bartender. She did put that in there a little bit. She let that slip a little bit that before she before. But she before did that, hair. she said she went to college to be in broadcasting. Yeah. She, and then she realized she didn't want to be a broadcaster anymore. So then she stopped going. I guess she, I don't know, she graduated. It's or like her not. life did not begin until she went to the hair school, okay? Yeah. So she went to the hair school. She told him about how, you know, maybe she want to do, you know, she her life changed there. She knew then in that, in that school, her life changed and that she knew she wanted to be an entrepreneur in the hair field. And she said one day, she loves mentoring, um, teaching other girls how, what she does for her techniques and stuff like that. And she wants to maybe one day, have her own hair school. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, Clint was like, that was good and everything. So then later and he on... he was saying that it was good to hear that because that showed him that she's a risk taker. Yeah. She's adaptable. She's moldable. And she's with other people. Yeah, and so it reminded him of himself because he also quit being a pilot or going to learn to be a pilot and um, he became someone in tech. So... Mm-hmm. So I feel like they got a lot of similarities too. Um, but yeah, Gina cooked some lasagna. She had um her staff over at the apartment and they was, you know, just joking, you know, how he be his Clint self and wooing over the girls, you know, and he was like, you know, her their relationship depending on how good the lasagna was. For that that was mm-hmm. funny. He tasted, he was like it was good. You know, and after that, you know, um she you know, he know that she's a good boss. She's a good mentor. Yeah, you know? the girls were saying, like, she's, like, very educational. She's fun. She kind of, like, they can ask her a million questions at one time, and then she's still able to handle all of that while doing her client, you know, when yeah. helping you or whatever. She's just a really fun and hands-on boss. And then not only does she, you know, tell you to do something, she tells you why you're right. doing and it. and I feel I like stuff like and that, And I'm too. the same kind of way tell with people. Why. Like, I tell you why. Tell me why. And I want you to tell me why. That way I learn. Just because you say something don't mean I get it. Like, but why though? Yeah. Why are we doing it this way? And I and you know what, y'all in the work fields, y'all can relate to me. I hate when it's your first day at work and you get paired up with somebody and they tell you, This is how I do it, and this ain't how you're supposed to do it. <laughs> I can't stand it. I Girl. cannot tell me how I'm supposed to do it. I get to see you come one day. Wait. <laughs> I guess you can say. I can tell me why we doing stuff. Don't be teaching me shortcuts, and don't tell me the why. Why you ain't doing it this way? Give me the um, A B C D. I have been both people. I have been too a little bit. And I feel like that's not and, right though. But no, because a girl. That's for a girl didn't mention it one time. Um, not like about me, but in general, like people do, mm-hmm, people do that. that. But my thing was, sometimes the way they tell you to do it is longer. Some sometimes, mm-hmm. um, or they they have not learned to navigate the system themselves, and you might have found a shortcut way to do it. And I get that. And but tell they, me why. But I do tell people why. You know, I'm the kind of person that want to know why. And yeah. I tell you why. Well, if you do it this way, because if I'm ever questioned, if you do it this way, this, this is going to cause gonna say, well, this, this kind of problem. Yeah, but if but... you do it this way, that problem won't even happen. But they don't realize that they haven't updated the manuals yet. You know what I mean? So, right. 
that kind of yeah. thing. So, yeah, yeah. If, I, if I'm going to give you a shortcut, <laughs> I ain't going to tell you why. But, yeah, but back on them, though, y'all, like, um, Clint would just say, like, you know, he really think that Gina is a good boss and all that kind of stuff, and he he's got, he got to the crust. He felt like he's getting to the crust um, of her. And I feel like it was a great episode. All the couples um, got to the crust. I'm looking forward to next week, though. I'm looking forward to next week, too. And I think they say Carson and Shaq gonna be in the cosmetic, you know. Yeah. There's, there's like rumors spreading around. So I mean, seem we gonna like see cosmetic the other night when they that would have seemed the, like the, the, the honey, thing. So yeah, that would have seemed like on the last episode, yeah. But but yeah, this was both of episodes were great. Uh, we missed you know filming for you guys or taping for you guys, but um, but the proper term would be recording recording for you guys, you know. But we had to do some things for us. Um, but our next, our last segment is the ta- the travel tips, and this week's travel tip is um splurge every once in a while. <laughs> okay, um, splurge every once in a while. Splurge on some things every once in a while. Shaq, <laughs> buy a souvenir. Buy souvenirs. Do you know, something. Just do some. Maybe go take a spa day. Um, you know, people go don't on an excursion. Go on an excursion. You know, hey, go to a nice restaurant. Just treat yourself. You deserve it. You're on this trip, anyways. Do something and instead of, out of cooking on your trip or vacation. Go to a restaurant. Oh. I can't stand when people want to cook on a vacation. Yes, you gotta cook. You on vacation. Why not cook and do? And why you work, do the dishes. Why work harder on vacation? Exactly, you got to do the dishes and stuff. I don't get that, but hey, if that's your judge. Do that, but um, but yeah, I think you know, splurge every once in a while on 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 your trips. Even though the trip may itself may be a splurge, but just do a little bit something extra just to make yourself feel special. Um, but that's my trip tip for this week. Um, as always, guys, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Um, visualize the life you want and make it visible. Bye guys.